Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating and review, and better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals. These conversations create the foundation for my book on what it takes to do HR like a boss. And on today's episode, I am joined by Heather Hetchler. Heather is the Chief Learning Officer at Learning to Step, and she also does some adjunct professor work at Tri-C, and she's a graduate of Miami University in Ohio. So Heather, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. I'm really excited to be here. So for those that don't know who you are and, and haven't gotten a chance to meet you, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and some of the work that you're doing? Sure, I'd love to. So thanks for introducing me. My name is Heather Hetchler, and I'm the founder and chief learning officer at learningtostep.com. So that's learning, the number two, step.com. And really what I do is kind of twofold. I work with families that navigate non-traditional dynamics. And so I partner with HR professionals. I have an LM, Learn to Step is an LMS. So we connect with a corporation's LMS system and provide either customized e-learning courses or we brand existing courses that I've created, or I work with smaller companies and I am the LMS for them. I used to travel and do workshops and seminars, which I love doing. And now that's, that's kind of gone virtual as well as lunch and learns where I connect and talk on those topics that employees are navigating. And so, you know, over 113 million US um, adults have some type of step relationship. So they're either in a step, uh, step couple, they're in a step family, maybe their child is remarried or they're a stepchild. And what I do is I provide resources for people who are navigating non-traditional family dynamics. So divorce recovery, co-parenting, parental alienation, blending families, grandparents raising their grandkids or more. And I give them tools to effectively communicate and navigate those resources because what we know is what happens at home impacts work, right? It impacts productivity, it impacts our ability to focus. And so I bring those tools through the organization to the employees to help them navigate those types of dynamics. No, thank you for sharing that. Would you mind just letting me know and, and also our listeners, how did you get into that business? What, what prompted you to do that? So both my professional training and my personal experience. So um, to try and make it brief, I walked through my own divorce. I had four children and found myself a single mother was doing life great with my four kids and then met someone, got remarried and blending families was difficult. It was hard. It, and I love being a mother. I love being a wife, but it was challenging. And I found that there weren't many resources, but I also found that I, it was difficult for me to concentrate. It was, it was difficult for me to do things because I kept thinking about how am I going to navigate this with, with the ex? How am I going to help the kids with this? And so I decided to take my professional training and start to develop tools. And I launched a, a blog actually 10 years ago, and it just, it took off. And John, my traffic is between one in the morning and three in the morning. And that still remains. And it's when people can't sleep, they're struggling. They don't want to be done with their family, but they don't know where to go. And I have found that there's three areas that people don't want to look bad. They don't want to look bad as an employee. They don't want to look bad in their relationship. And they don't want to look bad as a parent. 
So there's a lot of shame in asking for help. And so when I first started, I was speaking and doing retreats. I've written a couple of books, but I found that people still had this shame barrier. They, they didn't want to come, you know, they, like we were going to come to your, your conference, but then it came down to it and they were too ashamed to say they were going to get help uh, with co-parenting. But I found by creating these e-courses that people can access them in the privacy of their own home whenever they want, however they want, and they can get the tools they need to navigate these types of experiences. Because you can't take a marriage book and throw it at a remarriage. It doesn't have chapters on an ex-spouse, doesn't have chapters on dealing with grief if your spouse has passed away or how to help your child navigate, excuse me, how to help your child navigate that. And you can't take a parenting book or a parenting workshop and throw it at a step-parent or a foster parent or an adoptive parent because they're navigating different dynamics, but those dynamics impact their ability to focus and be productive at work. No, thank you. That's noble work that you're doing. And I give you a ton of credit for persevering through your personal experience at the same time, realizing that there was a need out in the marketplace. And I hope that uh, at least one or if not many that are listening today can find this valuable resource. So again, that is learning to step is Heather's company. And I'm sure she would love for you to check out the tools and resources that she has. So as it relates to, and I, Part, part of what you shared was you're writing a book or you wrote a couple books and then that's what prompted this podcast with HR Like a Boss. And you said something in there that I just wanted to address before we get into our kind of formal set of questions is that uh, I, I learned uh, through reading Brene Brown's Daring to Lead, she had an entire section on there about shame. And it really tugged at my heart as it relates to how people feel when they're going through something, but they, they feel uh, uncomfortable uncomfortable being able to share it with others. And it's amazing to me, my wife and I went through fertility issues and we were shameful in that regard because we thought it was just us. And then when we realized how many people went through it, it's, it's staggering. And the number you met, you mentioned was over a hundred million. Um, that's a lot of people that are going through that, but still feel that same shame. So I give you a ton of credit and thank you for the work you're doing. So getting back a little bit to kind of the HR concept, and I know you said you serve and partner with human resources as it relates to the work that you're doing. How would you describe the purpose of human resources? So, you know, human resources, I think is multi-layered, it's complex, but at the heart of it, I believe that HR's purpose is to, you know, maximize kind of the bottom line, the productivity of an organization. And by doing that, they optimize, or to do that, they really have to optimize the effectiveness of their employees. And that's not just equipping the employee for the job that they were hired to do. I believe it's also partnering with the employees to help them navigate kind of the noise that can distract them from doing their work, from being productive. And so it's kind of, it's taking care of the whole person and looking at the culture of the organization, as well as, as each individual um, employee and how to best serve the employee to best serve the, the organization. So I, I'm curious as it relates to some of the challenges you think maybe some of your clients have had or when you've experienced HR as an employee or delivering that within your company, what, what are some of the challenges you think that HR is experiencing in their ability to be able to do that purpose to be able to, con to connect the employees to the organization and drive the cultural things that they're trying to do. What, 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 what do you think those main challenges are that companies face? Well, I think, you know, the HR is really a bridge, right, between the organization and the employee. You know, for what I work on with, when I partner with HR, 
I kind of help alleviate a lot of the what ifs. So HR can't directly go to an employee and say, is your divorce impacting your productivity? You've missed a lot of work. Are you in court? Are you, you know, are you, are you spending a lot of time in court? Are you, they can't ask a lot of legal questions about why things are happening. And a lot of times employees don't feel comfortable. We go back to the shame. Employees don't want to go to their boss and say, I am really struggling right now. I just got remarried and this thing is blowing up. I, I don't know, you know what I got myself into. I don't know how to navigate these dynamics. My ex was supportive before I got remarried. Now there's all these things going on because there's the shame. They think they should be able to navigate all of this. They don't understand that the dynamics of a blended family, the dynamics of co-parenting, the dynamics of going through a divorce, it's not personal. It's dynamics that everyone that goes through those are going to navigate. And so they don't wanna reach out for help, but it's impacting them. And so when they can get online and they can access a course or they can access resources that say here, how do you um, navigate the holidays when you're co-parenting? You know, I'm dealing with you know, schedules. Mom says she's gonna pick up the kids on Christmas Eve and she doesn't show up. And now I have four heartbroken children who are waiting for their mom, right? And a lot of the EAPs are great and they address depression. They address a lot of different mental health issues that employees are going through. And we talk about journaling and exercise, nutrition, and those are all really important. But for, for families and for employees who are navigating non-traditional family dynamics, they need to address what's at the heart of those, right? So exercise and nutrition and journaling are great, but they don't necessarily address a toxic ex-spouse or they don't address what it feels like when you have a parent who's alienating you and keeping their children your children from you and so what LMS, what our lms does what our e-courses do is they get at the heart of those things we address those things but we leave the employer out of it so to speak so the employee can go right to the course they can read about these these um, topics they can understand okay i'm not alone and my company supports this. They understand that people who are navigating different family dynamics have, have different needs and they can do it without having to raise their hand and say, you know, I, I think I'm failing as a spouse. I think I'm failing as a parent. I think I'm failing as an employee. They can get the resources they need without having to verbally say that they, that they need it. And it also takes a lot of the pressure off the HR when they can't ask certain questions. Yeah, I'm just curious on that, that kind of dig in a little bit. I know we've talked about this um, a couple of times, but I think it's paramountly important because it's a, an innate feeling that in essence stops people to take action and it causes them to feel badly about themselves or do other things that aren't necessarily good, that, that shame that you mentioned. I'm just curious as to, you have tools and resources in your online courses, but do, do you have any just real life suggestions as far as when you're faced with that shame and it prevents you from dealing with something that you know is an issue, but you think it's only you that's dealing with it. Is there, is there one or two things you could suggest to those listening, what, what they can do? Yes. I think that you have to realize that that's kind of your, your negative self-talk. And a lot of it is kind of culturally, you know, we think that we have to be a certain way and to remind yourself, you know what, you're not, you're not a bad parent. If your child is walking through a difficult time, you're a responsible parent for noticing it and getting them help. You're not a bad spouse if your marriage is going through a difficult season. You're a wise spouse to recognize it and to get help. 
And you're not a, a bad employee if you're struggling with balancing work and, and, and all the other stuff that's going on in your head, but you're wise to seek help to, to learn how to navigate that. And I think whenever we start to say that we're bad or we're not good, or we should hide from something, we need to stop that and say, you know what, those are lies. And I am a good person. I am trying my best and I'm going to look for tools. And that's, that's one of the reasons that I like also doing the lunch and learns and the webinars is because when employees can see that an employer is embracing these types of things, these non-traditional family type of elements, then they, it's like they hear it's okay. Like you referenced um, fertility. I think when women hear stories, women and men, couples see blogs or read books or hear things, they know, okay, it's not just me. Other people are struggling with this too. And I'm going to share my experience and I'm going to share what I'm doing. And, you know, interestingly enough, um, when I'm talking with HR sometimes, you know, I usually do my lunch and learns and my webinars for free because I want to show there's a need. And sometimes I'll hear, I don't know if anyone's going to show up. And sometimes I don't have anyone show up to the live webinar, but I will have many, many, many access it afterwards because they do need the resources. And then they know I'm not alone. And, you know, that's one of, if I could share, that's one of the highlights of my career. You know, I've written some books and I've spoken on the stage with some amazing people, but John, what I love is when I get emails and I read them that say, I'm not alone, or I didn't realize, I thought something was broken inside of me because I felt like I didn't know how to communicate to my kids or I didn't know how to communicate to my ex. And watching the resources, because I, I do work with individuals and families and I partner with HR, to know that I'm not alone, that I'm not doing something wrong. I'm just having to navigate some really difficult waters right now. And there's something about building community around struggles that empowers people. Yeah, I wholeheartedly believe that and have over the years tried my best to to be a servant leader to, mm -hmm. to my team. And one of the main things I've learned, especially in these unique times that we're facing in our, in our world, in our country, in our communities, is empathy. And your ability to stay empathetic, it's, it's better than sympathy, right? Yeah. Sometimes sympathy makes people feel even worse. Like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. You know, it's, it's, it's like, I'm in this with you and I feel you, even though I'm not going through it specifically, I, I'm here with you. And it's amazing to me in doing that in a way that allows you to communicate effectively with people and nowadays give them a virtual hug and tell them that you care about them in, in a way that the best way that we can. It, it's To me, it's profoundly impactful on people and spinning back to HR, I think at the end of the day, they'll recognize that as that, that, that small thing can be a really big thing at times. Absolutely. And I think that when HR embraces some different innovative uh, programs, they're not, they're saying, you know, I may not understand what you're walking through, but I understand that you need some resources for it. I understand that it's impacting your life and we care about you and we care about the whole person. And so we're providing tools and we're providing resources that will help you in your whole, in your, and cover the whole person, not just what you're doing at work. Yeah, and in my personal experience, there's nothing more important than my children and the way that people act and respond to their children as well. It's, it's very protective. And when you're going through that unique experience, whatever resources and tools we can give to those people, I think is paramountly important. So continued success with that. So 
curious as it relates to knowing what you know and some of your experiences with HR and having gone through and built your business where it is today, is there a piece of free advice you would give to the human resource professional to help them and what they're doing every day? I think I would say, you know, don't be afraid to kind of step out of the box to, to try some innovative things and to be teachable. You know, sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And so trying something new, failing, I always say that if you're not failing a little bit, you're probably not trying hard enough or trying new things. And so try some different programs. And if they work great, keep at them. And if they don't work, you're learning from it. And then you try something new. Two cornerstones of the book is uh, thinking differently and being different. And it's about doing something outside of the way that the perception of how human resources is supposed to function. I heard a stat today, someone told me 84% of employees feel afraid to go talk to HR about you know, something, whether it might be in your situation as you're sharing a, a unique personal circumstance with a, you know, a, a challenging divorce or you know, transitioning to step parenting or whatever might be going on at work, they're afraid to go to them. And that's where we have to we have to remove that barrier to create those relationships with people so that they feel safe. And that same person told me that in the midst of their experience, they, they had a, I got an email from their HR department in the past with subject line, we need to talk. So what does immediately that person think? I'm going to get fired where it turned out that they had an issue with benefits or payroll. I can't remember exactly, but it was one of those, oh, oh my gosh, I'm in trouble. And we don't want people to think about that when it comes to HR. No. So so knowing what you know now and having your, your kind of business and professional and personal experience, is there one piece of advice that you would give yourself, you know, if you were starting your career over again, knowing all the, the data and the insight and the experience that you've been through, what's that one piece of advice you give a, a younger Heather? I think that I would just tell her to, you know, never forget your passion, your purpose. And not everyone is gonna understand what you're doing and not everyone has to. Don't be afraid of the no's and don't be afraid to evolve what you're doing. And it took me a few years because like I said, I started off by blogging and speaking and writing and I still do all of that and I love it. But when I realized that shame was holding people back from getting help, I had to meet them where they were, which means I need to meet them in the car, in their room, in their house, in the privacy between them and their phone screen or their computer where they feel safe to access resources. And so do I miss, well, I probably wouldn't be speaking anyway right now with COVID, but I miss doing that. But my passion, my purpose is to connect people with resources. And the best way that I can do that now is through my e-learning courses. Yeah, I think that's really smart. If you use the word evolving, it's an opportunity for you recognizing your business, how your customer consumes your information. and. If it's most comfortable between one and three in the morning via a virtual learning session, you certainly can't scale that because I assume you, you're probably sleeping, I hope, at that time or most of the people that you would be. But that's when they're there. They need the information and feel comfortable with it. And I I can empathize with that. It would be um, a very difficult thing to to admit and then ask for help. And certainly you don't want to do that in front of a thousand people is my guess. So doing it in a comfortable way is, is an innovative way. And I give you credit for bringing that resource to people in that situation. So, well, I'll get you out of here on this. I really have enjoyed our conversation. You did a, a fantastic job. And the concept of what I'm trying to do is make an impact on people through amazingly awesome human resources. And I'm just curious if you were to give your definition of doing HR like a boss, Heather, what would that be? 
So doing HR like a boss to me is balancing, I think, the goals of the organization with the needs of the employees. You know, how can we best, because I think the more we support the employees, the more we support the organization. And then what does that look like? Take a step back from what you're doing and be, you know, don't be afraid to innovate, to evolve and to challenge what you're doing and to grow it. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show. And just for a quick recap with some of the, the cool things that you said, Heather, is you talked about navigating through the noise of HR has to do that quite a bit as it relates to kind of working their way through the employer and, and shareholder and employee perspective. They're that bridge between HR is that bridge between the company and the employee, which is kind of I use the aisle as an example or, or whatever term you want to use. They're, they're, they're in between those two very important aspects of a company. Uh, to not be afraid to to fail a little bit to don't 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 necessarily think it's a bad thing that you skinned your knee as long as you tried and having a passion and purpose and and the last word that we really focused on was the evolving you've evolved your business people have to evolve what they do in their work in their personal life becoming a step parent is an evolution and we're constantly always going through that so i really appreciate you being on today's show it was a a, a heartwarming discussion and one that i'm hopeful that those that listen, they learned a thing or two and certainly can find you through learning uh, the number two step if you need those resources. So Heather, thanks for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me, John. It was a pleasure. Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating and review and better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.